Imagine building a more successful hypnosis business just in the next 10 days. To learn how, please visit worksmarthypnosis.com and take the 10-day hypnosis business challenge. Yours free today. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. Here we go with session number 24 with Dr. Jim Wand. Actually, this is just part one of a two-part series. Uh, we got to talking and just the content here is so great. I want to split it up as two different sessions, one that's coming out today, one that's coming out next week, Thursday. That'll be session number 25. So this is part one of the series with Dr. Jim Wand. It's a term that is often thrown around, and I'm always one to shy away from using it too strongly but definitely is a, definitely a legend in the stage hypnosis industry. You know, when you look at the span of a career, someone who's done as many programs, as many locations, as many venues, and also, I mean, I tell the story in this program, how I first got into stage hypnosis was watching a stage hypnosis program, and that led to the career path of now doing the hypnotherapy side of things, trainings, products, and so on. So... For the people out there like me who first got into this, there are, I'm sure, dozens, if not hundreds, others that at one point were sitting in that college auditorium watching someone like uh, Jim Wand up there doing that program, and especially someone to have kept it fresh for this many years. I don't want to hold back. Let's jump into this thing right now. A conversation, stage hypnosis legend, Dr. Jim Wand. We're here today with Dr. Jim Wan, founder and owner of Wan Enterprises. Uh, Dr. Wan has done over 9,000 shows, I'm sure, based on the bio I'm reading, that's probably much more at this point as well, and a career that spanned more than 30 years. Jim, honored to have you here on the program today. And I'm honored to be with you. Great, great. Kind of uh, take us back in time for a moment, because there's a couple of things I'd love to chat with you about here today. Uh, kind of give us a little bit of your backstory. What what was it that got you into hypnosis? What was it that brought you to pretty much the journey to where you are now? What, what was it that got you started? Sure. Well, back in the day, I was, a, I was a school counselor, school psychologist, and I had worked with hypnosis when I was a freshman in college to take off weight. I took off about 65 pounds in six months, a medical doctor who was in front of the family, uh, hypnotized me and worked. I became interested in hypnosis at that point in time. I had to set back for a couple of years until I got my other education out of the way and got into my full-time work. But then I went on and got my master's and, and doctorate in, in psychology, and then I ran a clinic uh, for eight years that I did nothing but weight, smoking, anxiety or disorders, etc. And then in about uh, 2000, well, actually, in about 1987, uh, a friend of mine personally was uh, activities director at a local college and he had asked me if I'd come in and do a show and at that point in time I was totally against doing entertainment with hypnosis I was more <laughs> on the clinical side and a lot of my professional colleagues were the same but he had had a hypnotist come in for seven or several years who was on a power trip and was not presenting it in a way that he felt was appropriate for the students and and being that I had done a self-hypnosis seminar there for several years because it was close to my hometown I agreed to put together a demonstration and have more of the entertainment factors and I got there that night, and 800 students were there. And right away, it came to me that many times students pay to be entertained before they pay to be educated. So mm. I kind of made the entertainment uh, aspect a format to get their attention and then to educate them on the back end. And that's how things started. And 
I was at a point in time where there were very few very few hypnotists out from the college circuit, and I went uh, within two years' time. I was doing almost 200 college dates a year, and it just turned into a full-time endeavor. And since that time, I, I've kind of cut back somewhat. I still do 200 shows a year, but I do about – I just finished doing my fall college tour. I had about 70 colleges in the last 80 days. So I just finished doing my college tour. Now I'm into my – I do casinos at this point in time in the year. Then I do my corporate holiday parties. And then starting in the middle of January, I go back to doing my college circuit again for about three months. But that also intermixes a number of other casino cruises and high school shows. And then, of course, you had the prom and project grad season. Uh, last year, we did about 128 of those. Um, and then in the summertime, I try to take the month of July and kind of regroup, but it doesn't always work out that way. So I, I found that I have to actually turn the shows down so I can regroup, refocus on my fall schedule. So that's kind of where I'm at right at this point. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So... I love that journey, and especially, you know, it's it's interesting to see a lot of the people, perhaps in the state, in in the hypnotherapy side, and not everybody, it's a small minority at this point, would kind of have that us versus them mindset for things with uh, stage hypnosis, stage entertainment, when really part of the history is that's why hypnosis is still around. Um, But let me ask you this, just to get your opinion, because you've been on both sides. What would you say, and I'll ask it from both perspectives here, what would you say your opinion is of the benefit of, let's say, stage hypnosis training, stage hypnosis experience for the hypnotherapist? <clears throat> I personally feel that it's definitely an additional tool in the toolbox, especially when you want to go out and give a demonstration uh, to a local group. Because anytime you're out there, anytime people see you in any capacity and they like what they see, then, of course, when they come to a point in their life where they want to make a change, and they need some assistance, and they look at hypnosis as a, a viable uh, way of doing it, they're going to look up you. So the entertainment, again, gets you out there, gets you in front of people in a, kind of a light way. Hypnotherapy, you know, we actually did a demonstration just on hypnotherapy and talked about it. It wasn't quite the same as if you get up in front of a big audience, have some fun, but then show them at the end how they can utilize this uh, valuable commodity, so to speak, uh, to make personal changes in their life. So I think any and every hypnotherapist should get some training, uh, if not to utilize it, to understand it. That way, yeah, if absolutely. somebody comes up to them and ask about that element, they can explain. My, my biggest takeaway over the years has been that when you look at the skills of the stage hypnotist, we need to have the ability to get people to a workable level to give a suggestion and have an immediate response to it. And to take that style of skill and bring that into our sessions, whether it's creating a moment of phenomenon, whether it's creating a moment of something physiologically happening, it just really gets the foot in the door even further and just makes that change process even more valuable, I found. Absolutely. Because people in our society, they want something now. They want something instant. They want that gratification that's going to come about today or yesterday rather than waiting a week or two weeks or three weeks. If, If you can show them something up front, then they're going to be more apt to hang on with you, and to move through the proper steps to reach their goal. But you have to show them something up front to get them to that point. Absolutely, absolutely. And let's flip it the other perspective. From the stage hypnotist learning the hypnotherapy side, what would you say those benefits are in your opinion? I think that's also extremely important. Not that they're necessarily going to do hypnotherapy on stage, but they understand if, if an ab reaction comes up, how to deal with it. If they understand components of people wanting to utilize hypnosis for hypnotherapy, 
They're not treating them on stage. Now, they can give them a helpful suggestion at the end of the show. They can show them how to go out and learn self-hypnosis, and then they can recommend them to a, a reliable hypnotherapist in the area if it's something a person wants to, you know, continue their journey uh, with. So I think, uh, you know, a stage hypnotist should absolutely learn uh, some hypnotherapy, at least to be aware of what it is, have a little bit more experience in it, have a little bit more understanding of the background, how it works. That way, when people ask them questions, uh, they seem more knowledgeable. So I think it's important on both ends of the spectrum that both entities uh, learn what the other person is doing. So at this point in the conversation, I can actually share our personal connection that I'm just now sharing with you for the first time. Uh, I was first getting into hypnosis, I'd say... You know, I, I actually had a stage hypnotist come to my school. It was Tom DeLuca back in 2001. And uh, I'm oh, watching yeah, it Tom and Luca. I go, yeah, and I'm watching it and I go, oh, that's cool. And become just ravenous for books and videos and reading as much as I can. And then down the line, getting live training and then growing in the skills. Uh, but somewhere around all of my curiosity, I found myself landing on uh, hypnotism.com. It's just I'm sure a very familiar website to you. And I'm looking at that, and I'm, I'm the skeptical new student going, yeah, I don't know about this stuff. I don't know. And um, downloading your Quit Nail Biting audio program. And this is in the midst of traveling around, doing some shows for schools, traveling you know, up and down the East Coast, doing programs. And I listened to it, I think, once or twice. And my first intention was, yeah, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. But there I am, 2 in the morning. It's the, it's the prom party circuit. And three in the morning, two in the morning or so, going, I need to find like a 7-Eleven to buy nail clippers. These things are, <laughs> oh, cool. <Excellent. laughs> uh, so yours was the experience that I had that was kind of the, oh, wow, this stuff actually works. Uh, so on awesome. one side, thank you for that. They're actually a little too long right now. Oh, well, you're, you're happy with yourself. You certainly are. Uh, I am. <laughs> so let me ask you this. This is something that I've been fascinated about with the program that you do. Um, you're one of those people that I've seen the most amount of work, perhaps, in terms of keeping the show current, keeping the show modern, um, that it's a common concern I hear from different stage hypnotists about perhaps they're getting complaints, perhaps they're getting some comments from schools, from venues that they work, that year in, year out, it's the same show. Um, and you're someone that I've heard speak before about just keeping the show as current and as modern as possible. Uh, would you share some thoughts on that? I will, and I'm definitely going to be covering this in detail when we do my upcoming training. But when I go into do a show, 90 to 95% of all my shows that I book are repeat and referral. There are colleges that I've done for over 20 consecutive years, and I continue to do them. And I will continue to do them as long as I want to, as long as I continue to keep things fresh. But what I do after every show uh, is I make a list of everything I did during that show. I keep a list and file. I keep at least five-year file in each school. Every summer, uh, before I start my fall college tour, I actually have a group of college students get together. Uh, we have dinner. We spend a night together finding out what's hot, what's not, uh, what the big things are on social media right now, what trends, what music is important, listen to. Uh, so I help these college students assist me in developing a new college show. Uh, I do that every year. And then during the year, I also have usually uh, one or two younger interns that work with me in my office. They continue to keep me on top of things because if I was not, an, if I did not have them there, you know, I would not be kept abreast of what's going on. And I, I continually try to put new bits into each show. Like, let's say, for instance, uh, as a new song comes up, how am I going to be able to use it? Like a Taylor Swift song, you know, Shake It Off. I found that in order to do the do it, uh, 
the proper amount of time from the time that song comes out until students can actually lip sync that song and everything is about six weeks. So if it comes wow. out yesterday, it's it's not going to happen tomorrow. It takes about six weeks before it gets to a point where it's popular enough that enough people have seen the video. And usually I'll make a guy kill the swift and be shake it off. And I'll have the rest <laughs> of the group on stage become part of the backup of singers and dancers. And, and, and it works out really well. But it takes a certain amount of time to get to that point. The second thing, when I go in to do a show, I kind of know what I'm going to do. I know that I'm not going to do anything I did last year. I know what I'd like to do this year, but I kind of wing it. Every show, I wing it. I know my induction, what I'm going to use with that group, and sometimes I even wing that because I want to try something different. And if there's a certain group that's really uh, getting on to what I'm doing immediately, uh, some of the groups I've done every year, like uh, last year in the University of Nebraska, uh, rather than bring anybody, anyone up on stage, I just hypnotize the entire audience that was at the show. And then I picked the volunteers from the audience, as, and I still kept people hypnotized in the audience during the entire show. It worked out really well. It was the first time I tried it exactly that way. But since that time, I've seen other hypnotists starting to do some of that. But with that being said, I'm always looking at what's out there that's new. I'm always looking at what other people are doing because I think I'm good, but there are other people out there that are very good too. And the day I quit learning is the day I quit performing. So keeping it fresh, not being afraid to take a chance. If you have a new bit that you want to try, Try it between two proven bits, and I do that continuously. I was doing the casino show Saturday night. I did four casino shows Friday and Saturday night in two different casinos, and the Saturday night show was just at such a flow. I mean, I brought things in. My sound man had no clue what I was doing. Uh, the people <laughs> who were running the video camera didn't know where I was going with it, and the people in the audience were just absolutely loving it. So there are times that you can interject new things that's going to work every time, and there are times if you try too hard to force it, it's not going to work any of the time. So you just got to go with the flow and get very comfortable with making mistakes. If it happens, it happens. You'll learn from the mistake. But you got to continue rather than just having one show that becomes so entrenched in your mind that it becomes automatic. It's going to take away from the enthusiasm that you show to the audience, the enthusiasm that the volunteers on stage get from you, thus portray to the audience, and the lack of enthusiasm that you're going to get from the audience. So it's, it's kind of like it snowballs. Either it goes uphill or it goes downhill. You want it to go uphill and go uphill very quickly. Well, it's that spirit of just the show seeming and feeling improvisational in nature, too. Absolutely. And the systems that you've got in place in terms of working actually with a sound person, so you're able to bounce around in the program. You're often... I think one time I saw you, you had someone... You asked someone their favorite song, and suddenly it began to play, just because the system was in place to play that. Am I remembering that right? Absolutely. I have I have yeah. about 500 different sound cues I have with me all the time. The current stuff I always have, uh, things that I don't think, like let's say, for instance, if I have a singer that comes up on stage and they're Taylor Swift, but they don't know, they don't know uh, Shake It Off, but they might know one of her older hits. So I ask mm-hmm. them, what song are you going to do today? And they pick the song because then I know it's going to be successful. Where And if I have someone come up on stage I'm not sure about, then I might have someone become Taylor Swift's twin sister, which no one had ever heard of. And she comes on, and the two of them do a duet. One of the two are going to hit it, and one of the two are going to make the show. So you can stack it in your favor. You have to layer it, and you can stack it in your favor. If you're not absolutely sure it's going to work, then then find another way that's going to guarantee you success. Fantastic. And you hinted at the training that's coming up, which that's going to be in Iowa, right? Yeah, I, I've looked all over the country. We thought about doing it in Las Vegas. And then we thought, well, why don't we bring it right to the Midwest? We thought maybe Chicago, but I found a, I found a casino in Dubuque, Iowa, 
that's going to allow me to use it for seven days, their main showroom, which holds 900 people, which is fantastic. We're going to do it from uh, uh, March uh, 28th uh, through April 4th, actually March 29th through April 4th. And it's kind of a unique training. And what I mean by that is we have some superstars that are involved. Uh, for instance, uh, Sean uh, Michael Andrews is going to do the first day, two days, which is going to be kind of his stage training training. Uh, Basically, it's going to be more hypnotherapy than clinical hypnosis for those two days. I'm sorry, not stage training. Uh, days uh, three and four are going to be me with the stage training. And then the night of the second day, I'm also going to do, I've developed a new home weight loss system and a new home smoking program that hmm. you do in people's homes. It's kind of like a party system yeah. uh, that works where you don't take any risk. And I've been doing that now for about about two years. Uh, I've been basically developing the hybrid, finalizing it, I'm getting it licensed, and I'm going to let people from the casino, their VIP players are going to come in that night, and there are going to be other people in the community are going to come in. I'm actually going to do the seminar so that the participants can see how I do the seminar. They're going to be able to go through the seminar, and then if they decide that they want to license that and take it back and utilize it themselves, they can. So it's an additional tool. And then the next day is going to be a Sean Michael Andrews and myself, we're going to do uh, instant and rapid inductions, which Sean is a master at that, and I've done quite a few myself. And then days six and seven, uh, we're going to be bringing uh, Richard Barker and doing his advanced uh, business master class. Excellent. Now, to top that off, to put the uh, icing on the cake, on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday night, we're actually going to put on hypnosis shows for the community. The casino is going to give free tickets to anybody in the health industry on the Wednesday night, anyone to the educational industry on Thursday night, or in education on Thursday night, and anybody in business on Friday night. Thus, they're going to assure a full showroom of probably close to 900 people. Everyone in attendance who wants to will get a chance to do a portion of a show on those three nights. Uh, we'd oh, like, wow. Yeah, we're, I, we're thinking about having four to six hypnotists per night, so they all get a chance to explore every aspect of it, also give them a chance to be on stage in a beautiful casino on a uh, state-of-the-art uh, stage, and they're also going to be videotaped. Then they can use that live that videotape as something later on for a promo. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah. So I love that aspect of just bringing a community of people together to put something on. That uh, you know, it's great when we have these trainings that are just one person centric. But then, yeah, I love the environment, even though it's. I know all of you, and it's a rather open environment. But I love the phrase of people who disagree with each other, that not everyone has the same style, not everyone has the same approach, and having people with different experiences just really flushes out that educational experience. And Sean, myself, and Richard, I mean, we have certain directions that uh, we deal with all the time. We have certain things that we think about differently, but we're coming together for this training, and I think uh, it's going to merge into such a way that everyone's going to get value out of it. Now, with that being said... Let's say a person just wants the hypnotherapy part. Then the first and second day will be a module with just Sean Michael Andrews. Let's say they want to just do the stage hypnosis. They can come to the third and fourth day with me. If they want to do the stage and rapid only, they can come to the fifth day. Or if they want to do just the marketing, they can come to the sixth and seventh day. So they have a choice of going through all of it or just parts of it, depending on what their needs are. Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast at WorkSmartHypnosis.com. Please visit the WorkSmart Hypnosis podcast listing on iTunes and share your positive feedback.